thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. To the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome to Jesus the Healer today. You won't be disappointed because the Word never disappoints. And we're going to spend some time in the Word. Um, we've been teaching and ministering along the lines of being delighted at the commandments of God. Yes. It's connected to your health. Yes. Yes. It's connected to your well-being. Yes. It's connected to a long life. Yes. And um, so we invite you to make sure that you see all of the teachings in this series that we've been doing. Uh, you can go back and you can watch previous, previous episodes and stay tuned with us till we decide to get off this one. <laughs> and then after we decide to get off this one, go with us on to another one. Amen. So we've been reading out of Psalms chapter 112 and verse one, and we've read it every day that we've been teaching on this and it just never gets old. We just keep getting more and more goodness out of it. Amen. So let's read it again. Uh, verse one, Psalm 112 reads, praise ye the Lord. How many of you know this is a lifestyle he's talking yes. about? Yes. This isn't just a momentary thing we do once in a while. It's a lifestyle. Yes. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord. Or we could say this, that honors, reverences, and respects the Lord. Yes. Well, how do we know if we're honoring the Lord as we ought? If he's first. Yes. If we're putting yes. him first and putting what he says to us first. Um, so blessed is the man that feareth the Lord. Look at what this blessed man does. He delights greatly in God's commandments. That's why he's so blessed. <laughs> because he is delighting greatly. He, he doesn't treat God's, God's commandments as, as a hardship. They are, to, they are a delight to his life. Now, doing verse one sets us up to be partakers of the rest of this chapter. So let's see what happens. Verse one positions us to really enjoy what the next verses say. His seed shall be mighty upon earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his house. And his righteousness endureth forever. That means he didn't compromise his conscience for the sake of finances. Why? Because he's rich by the word. He's not rich by the world. He's rich by the word. The word has added to his life. He has not had to go out and compromise his conscience to add something to his life. Right. That's right. Verse four says, unto the upright, there ariseth light in the darkness. What's that mean? Answers, revelation comes to this man. When others don't know what to do because things are dark around them, dark times, 
dark economy, right. dark problems. Yeah. This man has the answers. Yes. Yes. Right. He has the answers for his life. He's yes. not walking in the darkness. Right. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. Mm. Verse five, a good man showeth favor and lendeth. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Surely he shall not be moved forever. So that means we know when we find, when next time we see this man, we know where he'll be standing. We know his posture of faith. We know his, his lifestyle of faith. He's not swayed from one time. We know what version of him we're going to get every time we see this man. Amen. He's not up and down. He's not moody. Amen. He shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be an everlasting remembrance. What's this mean? They're in the thoughts of God. Yes. Yes. That's good. Yeah. Verse seven, this man shall not be afraid of evil tidings. See, he's not exempt from them. Evil tidings come, but they don't affect him like they affect others. Yes. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. Mm -hmm. Why? Because his heart is fixed. He's trusting in the Lord. His heart is established on what? The word. He shall not be afraid until he see his desire upon his enemies. No matter how long the enemy attacks, fear will never get in. And he will see, he will see his victory over that enemy. Amen. Amen. Verse nine, he has, he hath dispersed. He hath given to the poor. His righteousness endureth forever. His horn shall be exalted with honor. So I love something that this, let's of course go back to chapter one, uh, verse one rather, because this is the condition for all these other verses to flow unhindered. So verse one, praise ye the Lord. You got to be a a lifestyle of a praiser. Um, let Let me say it to you this way also. Praise is the voice of a living faith. Not a dormant faith. Not a dead faith that James talks about. A living faith is uh, someone with a living, robust faith. Uh, They are a praiser. Praise is one way you release your faith. It's a primary way to release your faith. Amen. When you found a man of faith, you found a praiser. So, and when it says, praise ye the Lord, he's, he's setting us up to be in a flow of faith yes. yeah. by doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next phrase, blessed is the man that feareth the Lord or honors him, puts him first, that delights greatly in his commandments. And we've been quoting something that Brother Copeland has said about this that I so appreciate and so love. And I said it, I said it before, but I'm going to say it again. Yes. Thank you, Brother Copeland, for saying <laughs> it. <laughs> this has helped so much. Yeah. Yeah. You said, Brother Copeland said it in passing so quick and I thought, wait, 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 wait. He just, he just, he just kind of, he just threw a really big help out there. I'm going to get that. I'm camping on it. I'm turning it into sermons, what he just said in passing, but I'm, wow. Uh, he, He made this statement. He said, this man is eager for God to command him to do something. For when he does it, he knows the blessing only increases. Ah, what? He delights greatly in his commandments. He's eager for have, he's eager for God to tell him, be a blessing to someone. He's eager for God to tell him, give this, sow this, serve in this capacity. He's not looking for, to pass off his responsibility to somebody else. 
He's looking for a place to be a blessing. Yes. Yes. Amen. And then Brother Copeland makes his statement. He's gotten over on the delight side. Just camp on that one yes. for a long time. Yeah. Why? Because we, we have allowed ourselves to be cheated from True. for yes. too long yes. by not being on the delight yes. side. Yes. That's right. yes. We're no longer go, going to be on the complaint side. No. The murmur side, right. side, the grumble side, yes. the rolling of the eyes right. side, oh, the sighing side. No, we're done with that. Yes. Why? Because we yes. know that the delight side is where the blessings of God abound. Amen. Amen. So the last phrase of verse one, that delight greatly in his commandments. So to live on the delight side, we have to delight at what God commands of us, right. of his word, yes. that his word is our delight to do. Yes. And when there comes pressure against, uh, against your mind, where the devil tries to put pressure on you and say, you don't want to do this, you don't want to do that, you don't want to do this, but you know that the, that's in line with the word and what God's commanding of you. Mm-hmm. The way to get past that opposition is delight yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes. Amen. You say, Amen. Pastor Nancy, how do I delight myself? You choose. You choose to be delighted. You say, Father, I delight to do your will. When everything of your flesh is saying, I don't want to do that. He's telling you the way you get past your flesh and past opposition, past that which would hold you back or cheat and rob from you is to say, I'm delighted to do it. Amen. You know, it wouldn't be a bad thing for you at work. When you go to work and your boss says something, says, would you go get me this? I'd be delighted to. (laughs) Practice the flow of delight. Amen. Uh, When others might roll, when when they ask you to work overtime or something and others would grumble about, say, I'd be delighted to. Why? Promotion awaits that man. Yeah. Yeah. So we're to choose to be delighted in anything God commands. Amen. Um, when we're delighted we, with what God commands, we want what he wants. Yeah. Want what yes. he wants. We have to learn to set our affections, our desires, and our appetite in the direction of his kingdom. Yes. Amen. Yes. When it's really what Matthew 6, mm-hmm. says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Yeah. What's that mean? Make important to you what's important to the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yes. When you do that, you'll be delighted to do Yes. And to partake of the flow of the kingdom to, if I could say it this way, um, fulfill your part yes. in the flow of the kingdom. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. We want what God wants. Yes. And so when you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, what happens? All these things get added to you. Why? You don't have to go seek them. They just show up. They just show up. That means that we're done with complaining. Right. Yes. Amen. We're done. We cannot live on the delighted side when we visit the complaining side. That's right. right. We cannot be a partaker of the complaint. We have no complaint. Amen. Uh, We don't complain against the will of God. We don't complain against the word of God. We don't complain against the plan of God. We don't complain against, oh, God told me to do this and I don't want to do it. Well, see, when you say you don't want to do something that you know that's in line with God, God's word to you, is you build you build an obstacle in front of you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now you got to get past that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's good. right. 
So it's just better not to build it. Yeah. (laughs) Just choose to be delighted. Father, I'm just going to do what you say because I've done this. Have you ever done this to where God tells you to do something Uh and you... You mentally struggle and you struggle and you struggle and then you struggle. And then when you're done with yourself for struggling, I'm tired of struggling. I'm just going to do it because I'm tired of struggling. And then you realize, oh my gosh, it was such a joy when I did it. And I afflicted myself by struggling. (laughs) See, the delighted person doesn't go through that process. They have learned to bypass the struggle process and grow and go straight, straight into delight. Yes. Yes. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. They don't complain. Any word of complaint is putting obstacles in your way of advancement. Right. Wow. Yes. Wow. That's good. God said this to me some time back, and He said, "Get get rid of all complaint." Uh-huh. Meaning this. I don't like that food or I don't like that or I don't, you know, sometimes you can say, well, I'm just giving my opinion. Yeah, but if it puts you on the complaint side, it's not a thought process that's going to bless your life. Right. Get rid of all complaint. That's good. L- learn not to sit down at, at, the food, at the food table and say, oh, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I don't yes. like that. Find what you're delighted with instead of what you can complain about. Find something on the table. Even if the food is not good, I sure do like that cup. (laughs) That cup is, it looks nice. You know, you can always find something to be delighted with. Train your eyes to go to the delight. Train your thoughts to go to what's a delight. And to just bypass what's not a delight. Yes. Yes. That's good. Amen. Wow. It's a habit. Yes. Yes. It's a habit. Um, I want to read in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 10, it reads, Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured. And he's talking about those Hebrews that were delivered out of Egypt. He says, Don't murmur as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Yeah. Notice, complaint bought them destruction. Oh, yes. When they complained about the way, the water, the food, mm-hmm. the, the changes that happened in their life through being delivered, they complained mm-hmm. the whole way through mm-hmm. in, that, in that way of, of the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Um, there came a time when serpents came in on them and in, a, in one day, a quarter of a million of them dropped dead, bit by serpents. God had been protecting them from serpents all along, but their complaints removed their protection. It wasn't God who did that. They did that. Complaining breaks down your wall of protection. And those serpents could come in. And so we're warned here. In 1 Corinthians 10, 10, neither murmur. Mm -hmm. That's a complaint, grumble, find fault. Neither murmur ye as some of them also and were destroyed of the destroyer. The destroyer couldn't get in until they complained. Why? The the complaint opens the door to the devil. It breaks down your wall of protection. And if I could say this, complaining delivers what's yours to the devil. That's that's it. That's it. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. 
It'll deliver your health to the devil. It'll deliver your goods to the devil. It'll deliver your peace to the devil. It'll deliver your victory to the devil. And you handed it to him through complaining. Complaining is something the devil will accept that flow. It invites his participation because he recognizes him in complaint. Why? Because he's a complainer. He complained about where God put him. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the honored place he had is it, uh, before God, and he complained about it mm-hmm. because in his pride, he thought he deserved more. Right. He wanted yeah. more and complained his way out of heaven. I don't want to complain my way out of the blessings of God. Amen. Complain Amen. my way out of the health of God. Complain yes. my way out of the blessing, the, the prosperity yeah. of God, yes. the peace of God, yes. the joy of God. Yes. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. We're learning. I said, we're learning. We're learning. Learn to be delighted in the place you are now. Yes. Not about, well, if this would change, I'd be delighted. Learn right where you're at, no matter how how difficult the place may be on you in some respect, learn to be delighted in that place. Amen. Um, Don't wait for someone else to be delightful before you're delighted. (laughs) Because sometimes you can have people close to your life and around your life that are not pleasing or delightful in the way they're handling you. Right but you can be delighted in the way you're living your life Uh and in how you're handling other people, regardless of how they're handling you. Amen. Um, So your delight doesn't hinge on somebody else. It it hinges on your choice. Mm -hmm. Don't wait for somebody else to offer you delight. Uh Choose to be delighted. let me say say this. Learn to be delighted at where you're at. Now, what I mean by that, when you're delighted at, at, to do something, you're all in. Have you ever seen a kid get to go to like an amusement park? They are so thrilled to be there. They are all in. They, they just, they running around with their hands raised and they're screaming and hollering and they're eating every kind of food that, you know, that, that amusement park offers. Why? They are delighted to be there. Right? And it shows up in everything they do in that place. The sounds they make are delight sounds. The actions, the food they eat, all of that, the rides they get on, the squeals they make on the ride, all of it is connected to to them being delighted to be there. If we're not careful, we're not delighted to be in the moment we're in. That we're always in one place, thinking of the next place. Uh-huh. Instead, just be, be all in to that moment. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Enjoy that That's moment. Good. Be yeah. delighted in that yeah. moment. Be delighted in that conversation. Yes. Uh, just be all in. It's a bad habit to have your body somewhere, but your attention is on something else. For example, if you're sitting in church, in a church service, be all in. Don't have your mind on the errands I'm going to run after I leave the building, making your list. You will not partake 
of the delight side. When you don't learn to just be glad to be where you're at and delighted to be there, even if circumstances are not delightful, you can choose the delight flow. Amen. Amen. Give your all. Do you know really that's what being all in with the word is? Delighting greatly in his commandments. Mm -hmm. You're all in Mm -hmm. with his word. You're all in. When we're all in, when we, and what I say all in with the word, I mean, um, we are giving our best to it. Mm -hmm. We're giving our best to it. When you're all in with the word, it won't take long for that word to produce in your life. You get all in with the healing word, it won't be long before healing flows. You get in all in with the prosperity word of God's, of God's word, it won't be long. You'll start seeing changes. When you're all in, I tell you what, all begins to flow and things begin to change. Amen. Then there are different seasons in our life, aren't there? There are so many different seasons in life. I I so appreciate something my my mother told me years ago when my, my, my first son was young. I have two sons and, um, I, you know, I so enjoy, I loved being a mother. I enjoyed the different phases of it. And I so appreciated how right my mother thought Mm -hmm. because people will say, oh, you know, the terrible twos or something. My mother never bought into that Mm -hmm. because she was in charge when they were the terrible twos. I mean, (laughs) there were four of us kids and she knew what it was like to keep command of that house. So, um, we, we, she never treated us as like, oh, the teenage years are hard. Not in our household. She did not approach it that way. And um, I would say to her, I would say, you know, the boys are growing so fast. And she said, Nancy, she said, every season of their life is wonderful. Enjoy every season. Do not lament coming out of a season. Re- regret that a season is over. Enjoy every season. That's good. Now, And because of that, I didn't try to hold them in a season that they needed to move on through. Oh, that's good. I didn't try to hold them as young young children when they were growing men. That's good. That's really good. I enjoyed every season. Mm -hmm. Well, see, that's getting on the delight side. The delight side, when you're on the delight side of the word, it helps you be on the delight side of every arena of your life. Yes. That's right. And, um... Let, let me give you one, one testimony. Somebody that was a, a close friend of mine was telling about somebody close to them mm-hmm. that this couple, they were in their older years and um, the wife would, was constantly mindful of and talking about in those older years what she could no longer do. Mm-hmm. All she focused on was what she couldn't do mm-hmm. that she used to could do. Yeah. But yet her spouse was at the same age, but he was so delighted of what all he could still do. She ended up really bedridden for like the last five years of her life. And he ended up on the active side of life till the day he left to go to heaven. Why? It was all what they chose to be delighted over. In every season of your life, choose the delight side. Amen. Amen. Every season of your life, choose the delight side. Because um, when you choose the delight side, you've chosen God's flow. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. 
I delight to do thy will. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you choose to be delighted with the will of God, you've just closed the door to the devil. Yes. Yeah, you've just closed the door to him. And as I said, we have to practice. I said, we have to practice. Right now, if I could encourage those of you who may be facing physical circumstances, Mm -hmm. things in your body, um, instead of focusing on what is wrong, Mm -hmm. focus on what is right. Right. Amen. I, I love what one minister, I heard him say, if someone was bothered that their one finger didn't work, Learn to be grateful for the nine that do. Yes. That's right? That's right. What is he talking about? That's the delight side. It's a, it's a mentality of a renewed mind. So I would encourage you, if you're believing for healing, don't focus on what doesn't work. Focus on what does work. And let me tell you what always works. The Word. The Word always works. And so right now, I just want to encourage you those of you who are believing God, we set our faith with you. That we believe God with you for physical healing in your body. Amen. Amen. And I want to take time right now. Let's just make sure that we're giving voice to the delight side. How about that? How about we we be a doer of Psalm 112 that we've spent so much time on, verse 1, the first phrase, praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's do that right where you're at, right where you're watching today. Just raise your hand and say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Father, I praise you. I glorify you. I magnify you. I praise you. I honor you. Father, your word is my delight. Your commandments are my delight. I delight to do thy will. Your law is my joy. I delight in your word. I thank you. I delight over your healing word. Just say that with us. I delight over the healing word that says himself took my infirmities and bear my sicknesses. So I receive those healing words into my body. And I speak to those of you that are watching. The word says that he sent his word and healed them. So I send the healing word to you in Jesus name. I say be healed from the top of your head to the soles of your feet for himself took your infirmities and bear your sicknesses. And with his stripes, you are the healed. Amen. Amen. Now you be delighted with that. Amen. Just say, Father, I delight that I'm healed. I delight that I'm healed. I delight that pain leaves my body. I delight that symptoms leave my body. I delight in a healed whole body in Jesus' name. Amen. Practice being delighted. Because so much of the time when we're opposed and there's tests and trials that come against us, we get our, our focus and our attention so much on what's against us instead of what's for us. Right. And that, that word is for us. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. That healing word is for us and we receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we're so glad that you've joined us today. You don't want to miss upcoming episodes of Jesus the Healer. And remember this until next time, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. 
To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. In Nancy Dufresne's classic book, The Greatness of God's Power, she teaches how God wants us to know His power that is in our direction. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. We invite you to join us for our annual prayer conference here at World Harvest Church in Marietta, California, April 4th through the 6th. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.